Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. Hi, welcome back in hour number two here, the early line on the grid. It is SportsGrid.com. Joe Ranieri, Dane Martinez here for you as we continue to focus our attention on the draft. Uh, just a week away or so, nine days, I think, we'll have it, uh, or eight days, rather. Uh, we will be ready to, uh, to rock and roll and get you uh, even more excited for some NFL football coming your way. We talked uh, in the first hour a little bit about uh, some of the quarterback situations, some of the uh, franchises and where they are in the cycle of uh, kind of trying to build a champion there. So, uh, it, you know, you got that portion of the league that's got the quarterback like Seattle, like Kansas City, um, you know, that's saying, hey, you know, now we got to maintain, we got to continue to uh, to push forward while other teams have completely blown it up starting from scratch and others like the Raiders they're a couple of years into that rebuild now, so it's, uh, this is an important draft. We're kind of filling in the gaps and filling in the pieces around, uh, especially their quarterback. So, you know, the other positions that we know for a fact, and one of the most stacked positions in this year's draft, is the wide receiver position. And it's interesting because I'm seeing this number somewhere around that four and a half, five and a half, depending on where you are, right? So the question comes... And I do. I think there is seven, possibly even eight wide receivers that deserve uh, to be considered first-round talent. But we know what happens at the end of the first round. Um, teams will take the offensive linemen still on the board, the defensive ta- the edge rushers that are still on the board. they much rather take a shot with those guys at the end of the first round because of how hard it is to find them. They would rather take, even if you consider maybe a second-round talent, they'll take them late first round because right. it's an edge rusher, because it's offensive linemen, and they are extremely valuable. So there are going to be, I think, a number of first-round talent-wide receivers that are going to go in day two uh, of this draft. So the problem is when you look at this, 32 picks in the first round, Dan, and you start going through, and the names that we have heard beyond a shadow of a doubt – um, you've got um, uh, C.D. Lamb, Henry Ruggs, yeah, Jerry yeah. Judy, Jefferson is, uh, is four. Sure. You know, so you, when you look and say, all right, I think there's going to be four by the time you get the number 20, right? So top 20 picks, four are definitely going to be off the board. If that number is five and a half, right, of wide receivers, that means uh, between 20 and 32, you've got to go ahead and see at least another two wide receivers go off the board. And I'm not saying they're not – there aren't wide receivers worth it. But what I'm saying is at that point in the draft, once you start getting to 21 and on, the needs are different. Quarterbacks, if they're going to take a shot, are going to go. Defensive, uh, you know, tackles, those edge rushers, and certainly every other offensive lineman um, that is there on the board that's on draft boards, they're going to take a run. I mean, that's where it's going to go. So it's, uh, it's unique from the quality wide receivers that you have this year. But again, not necessarily the most advisable thing to go ahead and take a first-round pick if it's not one of those guys we just mentioned. Yeah. Taking him in the first round is a bit of a risk for a uh, – especially the teams down at that bottom. Yeah. 
I think what we have here is a good old question of supply and demand, right, Joe? Right, yeah. Um, and I think that's part of what it is. I, like you, have heard that there's a ton mm -hmm. of wide receivers in this draft who, you know, um, are of high quality, yeah. right? And so I think a team, maybe like you're talking about in the 20s, that may have a, a, a need at wide receiver, mm -hmm. but has another need as well, I think it's supply and demand, Joe. It's like, okay, I could get this wide receiver right now, and then what's the gap between that wide receiver and the wide receiver who will still be staring me in the face in the second round or in the That's third right. round right. later in the draft versus the difference if I do decide to address another one of my team needs, a stud in the middle, an offensive lineman, right. whatever the case, and the difference between if I go and address that need now or if I wait. And because there are so many people in the, in, in the wide receiver position, I do think teams may look to prioritize other positions because they're comfortable with what they could get later on in the draft at the wide receiver position. Joe, I see at least 13 wide receivers who are rated with, you know, that kind of quote unquote grade yep. that deserves being in the first or second round. When you talk about teams in the back half, though, yep. you said in the top 20 teams that I am looking at that may have a need at wide receiver at that level of the draft, though, still the Philadelphia Eagles come to mind for me, Joe. I believe they pick in the low 20s, and I think they have been connected to wide receivers, whether that be Jefferson out of LSU, potentially T. Higgins out of Clemson. And I continue to think that it, the time is now for the Green Bay Packers right. to find an answer opposite Devontae Adams, and I think they could be in the wide receiver market as well. So if you're picking that over – those are two teams you would have to sweat out at the back of the first round. Yeah, and, and listen, I, I could even realistically count five, right? The number's five and a half, but if you, if you go with um, Justin Jefferson, T. Higgins, and the other ones that we mentioned, Ruggs, Judy, of course, and C.D. Lamb, Lamb yep. you got five, guys. Um, Mims is another kid that absolutely has that kind of uh, tap. I've heard Chenault out of Colorado. Yeah, another guy that's on a lot of draft boards, uh, Chase Claypool. There, there's you got a couple of kids too. They're first round talents, but like you said, if there weren't so many of them this year, it would be a we'd be talking about obviously top ten, top twelve picks. But that's not the case because of the the quality. So. I can get five. The question is, is it worth going for a sixth and hitting the over, which I think is somewhere around minus one. What, what is it at FanDuel right now for the over on wide receivers? Sure, for the numbers in the first round. Right. Sure, for the wide receivers, okay, remember, the quarterbacks are at four and a half. Right. Running backs are just a half, by the way, Joe, right? It's like a prop bet. Will it happen? Yes. Wide receivers, it has gone up even more, Joe. Okay, it's gone up since we've last talked. The number is now six and a wow. half. Wow. All right. So, okay. shoot. But heavy juice. They've, you know, because they moved it. They just bumped it recently from five and a half to six and a half. But now the juice is out of control. Okay. So, if you say six and a half, under six and a half, got to lay minus 260. Yeah. Um, so, they're trying to, they don't know. They're trying to, yeah. You could probably get five, five and a half, but it'd be a little more realistic. Yes. Right. So, that's where you are on that. Wow. So, I mean, listen, there's. They're going, guys. I mean, there is an ability for teams to be able to get that either sure. number one or that amazing compliment to the number one that you have that you can move from there. And you mentioned a couple of teams that are absolutely going to be uh, looking in that direction. And then you got to look, of course, and we talked about it there when it comes to um, 
offensive linemen and yeah. the amount of offensive linemen that are going to be taken in this draft. And I do think, obviously, especially in the tackle position, you know, there's six to seven guys on this board. And knowing, Dan, like what we just said, once you get past number 20, you know, a lot of those teams in the end going to be stacking up on, uh, you know, offensive linemen because Absolutely. they're gold. I mean, you, they're not going to be around long in round two. So right. at that end, you either trading down or you're going ahead and picking up guys that uh, that you can work with. And I think we got, I mean, between Thomas, uh, well, we Worfs, right? Beckton, yeah. right? I mean, those four are locked. I believe they will be gone. Willis, the they're all gone. The Wills, they're all gone. I mean, those that's four. Those One, will be two, gone. Three, four, five. Let's say there's five gone. Okay, so Wills, Worfs, Beckton, Thomas, they'll be gone, right? right. I mean. We're worried, Joe, as Jets fans, all four of them may be gone before the Jets pick at 11. Yes. Okay, and when we do our mock draft, maybe later on in the week, we will see how that plays out. The other names I'm hearing, and this is at the tackle mm -hmm. position, okay? Um, there's Josh Jones out of Houston, mm -hmm. okay? There's Austin Jackson out of USC. Mm -hmm. And then everyone knows that Andrew Thomas out of Georgia, but the other tackle out of Georgia, Isaiah also Wilson, mm -hmm. is also, you know, thought of that. And then you have... Um, those are the tackles. And then if you look, there does seem to be one um, kind of highly prized interior lineman. Mm -hmm. He's a Ruiz out of Michigan. Yep. I've seen him go potentially in the first round as well. So those are, you know, about six or seven. And quite frankly, Joe, when some of these teams who draft towards the end of the first round, they're teams that are better, right? They're teams that had good records. They're teams that may be in position to just say best player available. They're teams that always know that depth on the offensive line is always a good thing. Yeah. So if there's no glaring need, you know, and one of these tackles, call it Isaiah Wilson, call it Austin Jackson, yep. still available in the, in the back half of the first round, I would not be surprised to see that's where teams go. This, it's no wonder this has gone up now. To, uh, you know, it is also six and a half for the offensive lineman. And the real question, uh, one of the other big props is, is who is going to be that first tackle off the board? Yeah. Is it going to be, you know, Wirfs? Is it going to be Wills? Is it going to be Becton? Is it going to be Andrew Thomas? And, and, and they all have very interesting odds on them, too, I think, because a lot of them are very equal. You've got anywhere at, like, Becton being at plus 160, um, you've got Werfs being right up there, too, right yeah. around that number. There is some interesting value, depending on who you think it goes, but I don't see how Dave Gettleman is not the one taking the first damn offensive lineman off the board, especially since, you know, he's your pick, that being Daniel Jones, and I don't see how you can't, whoever it is out of the guys we just mentioned, that is, in your yeah. mind, the stud, you do it that way. You get your quarterback, and now you build around your quarterback, and it starts from the inside out. They're going to be able to, at the number four position, be able to take who they love the most, uh, which is a very unique position because these guys are good. These are also guys that could start day one in the yep. NFL, and the question is, which one do you go with? I've seen them. They love Werfs. Um, they love Andrew Thomas. Um, mm -hmm. And I think in the first round, just in the first, let's say, ten picks, Cleveland, Arizona, and the Giants, right, are going to be three teams, I think, that are all going to be looking at offensive linemen. Yeah, I, I would say the same thing. From what I'm hearing, and, you know, Joe, I'm here in New York where both the Jets and the Giants, uh, people think offensive line may be a direction they go, right? So mm -hmm. what I've heard, and you've mentioned the four, right? We're, so what, I would, what I've been hearing 
okay, is that two of them, yes, Ecton and Thomas, those are two more of like your 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 road graders, Joe. Your 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 run blocking guys, your beast of a men, okay? Um, and those if maybe you're a heavy run team, that's that's what we're looking at. Wills and Wirfs seem to have a little bit more agility, seem to maybe be a better fit for the zone blocking scheme, seem to be able maybe to have in their repertoire the idea of being a pulling tackle, right? A little bit more agility than straight up just like six, seven, 340 pound dudes, okay? So again, in the same way as with a wide receiver, you got to think, do you want the speed guy? Do you need the slot guy? Do you need the big body X guy? With offensive linemen, you need to fit the scheme as well. Yep. From what I've heard, Wirfs and Wills are the two more mobile of those offensive linemen, whereas yep. Becton out of Louisville and Andrew Thomas, the stud from Georgia, are more of just like mountain men road graders. So we will see. They do, however, Joe, mm. have prop bets for all four of those guys. Yep. And what I think is interesting, and this could be a place where if you're listening to beat writers, whether mm. it's the Giants or whether it's, say, Arizona, one of these teams in the top 10, because they are hanging Wirfs, Becton, and Wills, Joe, all with the same exact number. Number, yeah. It's eight and a half. Okay, so if you get if you get leans on which way it could be, and pick the right one, you have value there. If you're if you're high, if you know which one the Giants prefer, yep. then you got a lot of a window there. But Wirfs, Becton, and Wills are all at eight and a half. Meanwhile, Andrew Thomas, Joe, ironically, is at ten and a half, right between Cleveland at number ten yep. and the Jets at number eleven. Which we think, listen, I don't think it's getting past number 11. So that's where they hang the one for Andrew Thomas. Yeah, and it's um, usually there, there's a good percentage chunk of those uh, teams at the top there that uh, would love to be able to have, you know, stud tackles coming out of uh, college there. Yeah. And, you know, it, and I think it makes total sense for, you know, Cleveland, who doesn't have a lot of other holes on the team other than offensive line to protect Baker Mayfield. Uh, Arizona, of course, is going to be there starting to build around. You bring in DeAndre Hopkins, right? You yep. get an unbelievable weapon for Kyler Murray. Now you got to protect the kid, especially for the kind of offense that you're running. So I see them going. I would love the Jets at 11 to go, but everybody and a mother has the Jets going wide receiver. So I, they're, they're the top guys, or at least... The guys that the teams like, the Giants, the Cardinals, and, of course, the Cleveland Browns really, really like, the top three are going to be off the board, I think, before. By the time the Jets come, I think they'll, they're going to have an opportunity to decide what direction they want to go. I do think they're going to go wide receiver uh, and go weapon as opposed to offensive line. Unfortunately, I would much rather, listen, if, if Thomas is there, um, at 11, I, you've got to seriously consider going that route, Joe yep. Douglas. Like, you've got to seriously consider protecting Sam Darn. I know we need some weapons, but like we just said, because the draft is so damn deep and wide receiver, you're going to have an opportunity to be able to, uh, to get some guys there. So um, the top 10, and of course, you know, Jacksonville is another very interesting team at number nine. Which direction? Are they going to go? They got, what, nine, and then they've got uh, one more at 20, I think. They got yeah. two picks in the top 20. And Carolina are Carolina. The yes. in the top 10, right? And that may be where some of these stud defensive players go. Yep. Whether it's the kid Brown, the defensive lineman out of Auburn, yep. 
seeing some places talk about the pass rush or Kinlaw out of South Carolina. Yep. Remember, there is still Simmons and Okuda, who yep. people believe are top 10 talents. So yep. many people think are connecting that these defensive players could wind up in Jacksonville and or in Carolina. And Joe, I think what you're talking about with the Jets at number 11 is a perfect case study of this. Yes. Right. Joe Douglas. We've seen him, and already in free agency, Joe, he has addressed the offensive line position, right? Signing George Fant, signing McGovern, signing Van Ruten, re-signing Alex Lewis. We know this is the way he builds teams, Joe. Yep. He did it in Philadelphia from the inside out. I do think, Joe, if Andrew Thomas is available there at number 12, or excuse me, number 11, that's where he'll go. If not... There is when the kind of wide receiver opens up. He may have his pick of the litter for Judy, Lamb, or Ruggs. And the market over on FanDuel says that as well, Joe. They've yep. got the favorite at plus 110 for the lineman, plus 115 for the wide receiver. Yeah, a lot to be decided. Some, uh, some definitely some decisions need to be made for a couple of those teams uh, and franchises right when you get to that point. Including, listen, if you're going to have wide receivers go, who's going to be the first? What about ah. defensive player? Who's going to be the first defensive player to go? Is it Chase Young? Who's going after Chase Young? Much to uh, talk about, and we will sure. continue to do so as we get ready for the 2020 NFL Draft. We'll do it next here on The Early Line. It is SportsGrid.com. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. We're going to be shaking it up on SportsGrid, coast-to-coast, in-game live. We're going to talk about action, talk about the games, talk about the money lines, the spreads, the teasers, the reverses. There's only one, the world's most famous, the Mecca the Hub. It's beautiful, isn't it? We have action on every game, every night. We got the skinny, the scoop, and the final word for you on SportsGrid. Everybody else pales in comparison. You're soft, we're not. This is New York, baby. Morale, coast-to-coast, 4 to 6 p.m., only on SportsGrid. Game time decisions. So we all know about the Houston Astros uh, for being the cheating son of a bitches uh, that they are. Uh, Major League Baseball botched the investigation. They botched the, the punishment. They ruined Clayton Kershaw's life and reputation. He should be a World Series champion right now. This guy Manford's a real piece of work. He's uh, like, he makes like Gary Batman look like amazing. The Sports Grid Network. Pharrell. Coast to coast! I think I called you and you were uh, outside of some fancy restaurant with like a, had like the Italian awning with like the, you know, the like tent. And then you were having, sipping your, you know, gin and juice. Listen, the only thing I drink is straight up tequila, my friend. Little Casamigos will kill any germ that comes through my body. That's all I can tell you. The Sports Grid Network. Fantasy Sports Today. When you're talking about basketball, listen, it coaches recruit based upon those who are exiting and those that are coming in. It makes it real difficult if you got now a guy coming back again, a senior coming back when you got a freshman coming in. So I think basketball is very cloudy, but baseball, the senior wants to come back and play his final year of baseball. It's not going to account against him, I believe. The Sports Grid Network. 
All right, guys, welcome back in here. The early line on the grid at sportsgrid.com. Joe Ranieri and Dane Martinez here as we really start to look at the, uh, the draft and, of course, the prop bets associated with that draft and how it is that we can certainly uh, make a few profitable wagers along the way to give us the best possible way to make money. And uh, it's been a while, it feels like. Uh, it's only been really a month. But it seems like it's been uh, two and a half years since we've actually been able to place a bet. But we love our, uh, our friends over at FanDuel because they keep pumping out the odds and giving us an opportunity, of course, to, uh, to profit. And I know uh, they didn't want to hear that, but we're going to profit. Sorry, FanDuel. Uh, but here's the deal. We do have, uh, of course, we've talked about the number of quarterbacks uh, first round in the draft. We've talked about uh, wide receivers. Uh, in this draft and uh, how many we think uh, might be able to go in the first round. We do know it is loaded with wide receivers across the board, but usually by the time they get to the end of the draft, a lot of teams are looking to do things like stock up on offensive linemen because like Dane pointed out last segment, you get to the bottom half of that first round. Those are the teams that usually have a quarterback or pretty good yeah. in some of the other positions games last year, you know, and what you're trying to do at that point is, you know, Seattle's of the world. Okay. You're trying to stock up on those uh, offensive linemen or edge rushers who are very, very hard to come by. Uh, but, you know, speaking of the wide receivers, we talked about the offensive linemen and who we think obviously those teams, especially in the top half of the uh, draft are going to go. Arizona, Cleveland, and the Giants all right. going to have their pick of those great quality NFL-style tackles. But the wide receiver, th this has been a huge conversation here. Now we're talking the Jets, right? So when we look at the Jets, and let's say the Jets are the first legitimate shot in the draft to be able to go receiver, because otherwise you're asking teams prior to the Jets – to go in a but, position that certainly San Diego doesn't need it. Miami's not going to go that direction. Um, and everyone else has got too, but too many question marks around, too many other good players, certainly defensively, to go there. So if it's the Jets, wide receiver number one, 11, and we've talked about, we think 11, 12, 13, there's going to be a run yes. of wide receivers. But who's the first one off the board, Dane? I mean, of all these receivers, who is the first one that's going to get drafted? Listen, I think Jerry Judy is the best wideout out there. Um, I think he is the one who is the more, like, complete wide receiver. Right. He was, you know, kind of this blue-chip prospect coming in. There were comparisons to Julio Jones when he stepped foot on the Alabama campus, you know. And when you think about him, and Calvin Ridley was another big-time wide receiver. That when he profiles like that, he can do it all, run the routes, be on the outside. Right. And I think that is important. So vis-a-vis -vis someone like Ruggs, for example. Now, don't get me wrong. Ruggs is dynamic, but he is the speed guy, Joe. Okay, he's that prototypical take the top off the defense. You know, we've talked about this with other teams like the Houston Texans and Will Fuller. We've talked about Deshaun Jackson and the role that he plays with defenses. Ruggs is that kind of receiver, all right? So if you're a team that needs that element, and there are some that do, mm -hmm. then that's where you could go. I don't necessarily think... The Jets are in the market for that because, remember, they just signed 26-year-old Brashard Perryman from the Tampa Bay Bucks, And, yep. Joe, he is a field stretcher. You know what I mean? Remember, just like they thought Robbie Anderson was, they filled that need already. I think they're looking for the kind of prototypical outside-the-numbers wideout. So if it is the Jets, I think that means Jerry Judy. I think Ruggs is more of the speed guy. And listen, at 12, the Raiders... 
you know the Raiders for a long time have been in love with speed. And when I look at the Raiders, Joe, they've got an outside big body guy already yep. in Terrell Williams. They've got the slot guy already in Hunter Renfro. Yep. They have not one but two tight ends. Um, they already have in Waller. They've signed, you know, Witten in the offseason. I think the Raiders are a team who may be looking for that deep threat. They tried it with Antonio Brown. Yep. That didn't work. So I think Ruggs could be a better fit for someone like the Raiders, whereas the Jets are looking for that, like, more prototypical wide receiver one they can put outside the numbers. It's funny because, I, you know, this draft could go in, in a completely different direction, too. Sure. And it, to me, and, and we've said it, I'll say it again. If Adam Gase is going to survive a third season with the New York Jets, it's only going to happen if you protect Sam Correct. Darnold. The only way it's going to happen. Now, you brought up, it's a great point by you, with Brashard Perryman really washes out Robbie Anderson. So the idea that they have to get a wide receiver at number 11, or, no, they got Perryman, and many people will say they got a, a cheaper, maybe a, a younger yeah. and a better version. Jason Crowder, when healthy. That's fine. Sam Donald. Yep. You call like 14 balls in one. Exactly, what? exactly. It's not as dire yes. as you think. That's exactly why, Joe, for me, and you and I both know this, the Jets have four picks in the first three rounds. Yep. That's why I think they need to prioritize the old linemen. They have more pieces in the puzzle than, you know, I mean, I think people give the Jets credit for. You also have to remember, Joe, they mm -hmm. have one of the best pass-catching running backs in the entire NFL yeah. in, in person of Le'Veon Bell, right? So I actually don't think the cupboard is as bare. Now, if any of the linemen aren't there, right. sure. But I'm more comfortable with them getting one of these second or third round wide receivers to add to the puzzle with Perryman, Crowder, and of course, Le'Veon Bell. And don't forget, people like Chris Herndon, the tight end, who will be Pass suspension and healthy as well. Yep. So I, I think you got to protect Darnold at number 11. You got, you got an upgrade in McGovern that comes in, a I, guy that can play from center over to guard. You're good to go there. You got Van Roten over there, the ex-Panther, as well as George Fant. All yep. upgrades on what you had from a year ago. If you can bring in, if you can get a Wills or a, and although I think Andrew Thomas is going to be off the board first, but if you can get one of those studs at number 11, uh, to me, that's going to tell me everything I need to know about the direction of Joe Douglas and whether or not Adam Gase is going to survive another year. If they go with the shiny new toy, all right, and Jerry Judy's thing is, listen, he's not Julio Jones. He's not 6'5". He's 6'1". But... The guy's yards after the catch, that's what makes He's the best route runner in the draft. He is by far the guy that is going to get you, who's going to catch the ball and get you more yards than you could possibly imagine. He is the perfect weapon for Sam Darnold. But he can't get the ball to him if he's under duress the whole damn that's time. Nice. So that's please, nice. please. And why I say this is that by the time you get to 11, there's a number of defensive looks here that the teams prior to the Jets in number 11 might go in that direction, including, and listen, you, we can't say it's not going to happen as much as we think it would be stupid to happen, but by the time the Giants get there at number four, and we're thinking the Giants take a, an offensive lineman, but what if they don't? What if they go with, let's say, Isaiah yeah, Simmons? Simmons. So yeah. suppose they decide we're going to build the defense first, and then we're still going to have enough cachet to be able to uh, to work the offense, um, you know, down the road. I there it would be very, and we know this because Gettleman in his days in Carolina, guys, we know this. Um, I think also, 
and this is my personal feeling, is that four is going to be where the Giants get all the offers for anybody looking to move up to Tua. I think Detroit's yep. going defense. One way or the other, they're going to either they're going to get one of the defensive players, maybe Akuda, right? Maybe Akuda, maybe somebody along those lines, or Isaiah Simmons, something. But I do think the Giants are probably going to be the team that people are calling, saying, "Hey, um, what do you want? We we want to move up at number four and jump, uh, you know, jump the Dolphins." So I think there's a lot of ways the Giants can go. It doesn't necessarily have to be offensive lineman there. It could be quarterback, or it could be. I'm building the defense of first Isaiah Simmons. And if that's the case, those available offensive linemen, they all drop down a little bit more. Yeah. And then I think it makes it very hard for teams like the Jets to go, I'm going to go wide receiver. I hear you. The wide receivers could literally drop down this draft and in the middle round. Let's so game. let's play the game, Joe. We mm-hmm. know the names, right? The right. CD Lambs, the Jerry Judys, the Rugs, the Jeffersons, what right. have you. I'm kind of with you, Joe, okay? Let's call the Jets a wild card. In the five and a half or six and a half, let's call them the half, (laughs) okay, in the prop bet. I see the Raiders at 12, Joe. Would you agree there? Yes. Okay, I see the Niners at pick 13, Mm -hmm. okay? Um, I also think Denver at pick 15 is possible. I've seen wide receivers linked there before. Then, Joe, all right, so then it gets interesting. Okay. I believe Philadelphia at 21. Okay. Right? That's a wide receiver needy team. That's correct. I am intrigued, Joe. Honestly, I am intrigued by the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jaguars, you already know they have pick nine. They also have pick 20 from the Los Angeles Rams, okay? And at pick 20, maybe I think that's potentially viable. That wide receiver squad in Jacksonville you have some guys you like the Keelan Coles the you know I mean the the DJ Sharks of the world okay you don't have a stud and same thing with a kid like Gardner Minshew so I'll put them as possible I definitely believe Joe there's another one in the low 20s and for me it's the Minnesota Vikings remember they got the pick number 22 from Buffalo they have 22 and 25 and they just shipped away Stefan Diggs Yes. Okay. So I believe the Vikings are another team with the Eagles that are going in that vein. Then I don't know, Joe. I don't think the Saints will. They just signed Manny Sanders, right? The Dolphins. No need for them. About, yeah. Right. The Dolphins have other needs. You know how much I love Devontae Parker, even the kid Preston Williams that's there. I don't yeah. think they use a pick. That's right? correct. The Ravens. Eh. I mean, for me, Joe, the Ravens. They have Hollywood Brown. They drew the first rounder on their wide receiver last year. And that team, Joe, you know this. They're a run-heavy team. Right. They're a play-action kind of team. That's not going to change. They got their tight ends. They get their guys open in space because of play-action and the threat of the run. Yeah. Um, at 29, Joe, is Tennessee. I don't see it. They yeah. just drafted A.J. Brown early as a wide receiver last year. They still have the kid, um, Corey Davis, who's young, that they like, right? I believe the Packers at number 30. I will count them among a wide receiver. I will too, absolutely. Especially okay. if it if it falls the way we're talking about, 30? where these guys are going to get pushed down. That's right. Absolutely. Someone like a, a Higgins or a Jefferson mm-hmm. is still available at 30. Sure, I'll give them that. San Fran, we're giving them potentially a wide out early in the first round. So yeah. We've already counted them. And then at 32, I think the Chiefs are okay at wide receiver. Yeah. So count them up, Joe. Yep. What do we get to, right? I'll give you maybe the Vikings. Maybe right. the, the Eagles, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe Jacksonville. 
So yep. outside of that run that could happen early in the teens, yep. those are teams that I think you add them all together, you get to what, five? I'm maybe? with you. I'm so with, I, I, I'm with I'm you. I'm under on this one, Joe. Yep, I'm with you. The other part you consider, there are so many wideouts, right? Supply and demand. Yep. Why would a team like, you know, Green Bay have to pull the trigger? They don't have to. I agree. They wait around two, and the level of talent may still be there. Yep. Yeah, I do think there is, um, if you go theoretically with everyone's thinking, Tua and Herbert going to be somewhere in that top five. Two Correct. quarterbacks, three quarterbacks with Burrow, right? Top six, let's say. Top yeah, six top six. Chase Young, Washington, done, not hey. even talking about it. To me, Detroit, uh, their asking price will be the world if they're going to move down and not have a chance to be able to get that stud uh, secondary like Akuda. And that's yeah. why Akuda's number is three and a half. Uh, but I think Detroit sitting pat, getting the best player, best defensive player on the board. I agree. Could be Simmons or could be Akuda. Sure. Uh, the Giants, I think, are one's going to get all of the phone calls and be like, what do you want? We want. And really, it's going to be from. Uh, I think the Chargers, they're willing to move up, and the Giants could get a stud sec member of the secondary. They got a ton of them, young guys, um, and they could go up. So I do think by the time, you know, the more we keep talking about this, Jacksonville is going to go defense. Um, Jacksonville at number nine to me is probably going to begin. You lost Bouye, you lost Ramsey, sure. and the kid Play Henderson from Florida lost. right around the corner for lives, you know, grew up there, went to Florida right there by Jacksonville. Sure. He's out there, and they got to start building up that secondary. A lot of talk uh, also about Cam Newton ending up in Jacksonville mm -hmm. there and Minshew backing him up. So I, I do think when you're – we know certainly Cleveland don't need any real big right. offensive outside of the offensive line. So to me, quarterbacks, defense, defense, you've got a lot of opportunities there for some of the middle rounds. I think for players – to be able, or teams rather, to look at some of these wide receivers, these stud wide receivers, and go, wow, I didn't think he was going to be here at 19, 20, 21. You know what I mean? And I do think there's going to be a couple of teams walking away with first-round wide receiver talent late in the round. Like you said, the you want the heir apparent to Devontae Adams? Right, You're right, probably right. going to get him at 30 if the defense goes the way we think yeah. it's going to go in the top half of this draft. Absolutely, and that, that would be the ripple effect of yep. this supply and demand thing that I'm yep. talking about, right? If there's enough that a team like, say, the Niners at 13, mm -hmm. say the Broncos at 15, if there's still all those wideouts there, yep. right, except just the top three, then they may be like, ah, I will take the risk of getting my guy with my next pick, That's my correct. wideout with the next pick, yep. and still look at, you know, who knows, whether you talk about C.G. Henderson, mm -hmm. C.J. Henderson, a cornerback out of Florida, you talk about some of these other old linemen that are there, right? Yep. Um, and that it would be then the ripple effect of all these teams, in essence, kicking the can down the road on their wide receiver position. But I'm with you, Joe. I think the top 10 wind up being three quarterbacks, yep. three defensive players, and four offensive linemen. The defensive players being Chase Young, yep. Isaiah Simmons, and Jeff Okuda. The only kind of wiggle room there would be, is it the fourth lineman? Or is it another defensive player? Another guy I see Jacksonville connected to, Joe, is Derek Brown, the defensive line stud yes. out of all out of all guy would still be close to home in essence, right? For Jacksonville. Yep. That's the guy. Yep. And I do think they're gonna go defense. I think that's definitely going to be a, a point of contention with them. And, and I think that when you're looking at um, And that's the question then, Joe, of will the fourth offensive lineman 
still be there. Be there, exactly correct. Right? Yeah, because I'm not. I, listen, I'm not sure that Tampa doesn't go offensive lineman if there's one available to protect their new shiny toy there in Tom Brady. Because fourteen, if Thomas is still there, you know yeah. what I'm saying? They they Absolutely. might have it, or Becton or one of these guys there that could protect him. That's that right. Might be three the way to go. Absolutely. Three are going to be off the board, right? Yep. The, the, the at least three three or four of the offensive linemen will be off the board, and yep. then three or four. The defensive players will be off the board yep. when the Jets pick at 11. That's if correct. the fourth offensive lineman is gone, let's call that Andrew Thomas, yep. then the Jets probably pivot to wide out. Yep. If not, then the Jets probably take the last O-lineman, whether that's Thomas or somebody else, right. and that then pushes the wide receiver ripple effect to teams like the Raiders, like the Niners, like potentially the Broncos, Vikings, and others. So basically, guys, when you add it all up, what do you get? An absolute mess. We'll try and make sense of it all. And we'll do that coming up here in the final segment of the early line. It is The Grid. It is sportsgrid.com. We'll be right back. sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com all right welcome back in here to the early line on the grid sportsgrid.com uh, joe ranieri alongside dane martinez as uh we continue to uh, power through here with uh, draft coverage and everything that is the nfl draft coming up in just eight days here guys we will uh keeping our fingers crossed we got a lot of exciting things happening here at the grid in fact uh, especially leading up to the uh, to the draft, there a lot of a uh, lot of draft coverage, a lot of live programming, a lot of uh, certainly a lot of betting, uh, maybe even uh, among friends here, maybe some possibility wagers of who, what, where, and how. A lot of rooting for our own favorite teams, sure. and then of course a lot of making fun of other teams who uh, you know might in fact uh, botch the draft. So a lot of exciting stuff coming your way here on the grid. Certainly want to thank. Uh, those of you that have taken time out of your day to hang with us here, as we all hope uh, on the horizon will be the return of sports as we uh, know it in some capacity. And uh, we have all the faith in the world that that is where it is heading. And of course, in the meantime, we've got Roger Goodell on his couch and his thong. Yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe not in a thong, probably in the thong. We probably won't see it, but Roger Goodell will be on his couch in the basement uh, which I think is the best call uh, in order to you be able to call the draft. Right now on the bottom, Joe? Yeah, well, you know, if you're Roger Goodell, and we said it from the beginning, like, dude, you can't be someplace like in this palatial palace somewhere while the rest of us are stuck in our thongs on our couch watching a draft. So I think it makes it much more relatable. I'm good with sure. it. Um, and it's again, internet. it's going to start. Uh, it's going to start there on, uh, and it could go for a long time, depending on the craziness that happens at the top of the draft. But Dane and I, of course, given a lot of different suggestions and ideas of where this could go. Um, and it's so funny because as, as crazy as it might get, even in the top 10, before we get to the Jets at 11, um, the jockeying for a position for A, your quarterback, uh, is going to be very interesting. We've, we've said it all along, Tua, the keys to this, Draft, guys. By far, the keys to the craziness of this draft are going to be with Tua. And if, of course, the Giants are the ones, and I think they will be, the Giants are going to be the ones, Dave Gettleman, getting the phone call saying, what's it going to take for us to move up to four, leapfrog right. 
the Miami oh, yeah. Dolphins and get Tua. Because uh, I do think it's going to be Tua. Even though the D- Dolphins have done a great job of trying to release a whole right, lot of right. Herbert love, uh, trying to make it seem like they're not interested in, uh, in Tua. But, again, if somebody wants Tua, they're going to have to go up, and I think the Giants are where they go. But ultimately, Dane, all of this craziness and the top three, we know. I mean, for the most part, we know. It's going to be Burrow. It's going to be Chase Young. And Detroit, as sure as I'm sitting here, all right, unless somebody goes completely over the top, and I don't think this is the year you go over the top, um, you know, given the circumstances that you would take, you'd be willing to sacrifice the rest of the, you know, your draft capital to move up a couple. I just don't see it, especially with the Giants sitting there. I think Detroit's going to go with their best defensive player. To me, the only question is, is that Simmons? Or is that a Cuda? Which one? But I can, Matt Patricia on the hot seat. He ain't getting a quarterback. Right. He ain't going anything but. He's a defensive guy. The next one outside of Chase Young, everyone thinks is Simmons, but he need, he lost, uh, you know, Slay. So now he's got to replace the secondary member. Exactly. He's going to go. So that means to me, Dane, the first three damn draft picks of the draft, to me, are done. Like, there's no even questioning about it. You can, and usually it's always jockeying at the top. I don't think the fun begins until four, five, and six. And what do those teams do? And that will really, if the Giants move down, right, then that means you're going to have quarterbacks at, let's say, four and five, right? Miami at five. Uh, Then you're going to have the Giants, who, again, are going to have the pick. Is it an offensive lineman? Is it going to be either... Whoever Simmons or or could have didn't exactly. go. Brian Flores, a you know a defensive-minded coach. So um, uh, we don't. He obviously would have to go quarterback uh, in that particular case. But man, oh man, the second half. I think once we get to that pretty boring Cleveland, we have an idea, right? Jacksonville, Carolina. We know what their needs are. Once we get to the Jets, though, that middle half of the draft, and I think it's going to be wild because I do think a lot of teams are going to get players with value that yeah. probably should have been in the upper half, but because of the way it worked with the quarterbacks, you're going to steal some guys there in the middle rounds, some, some great talent in the middle rounds with some teams. Yeah, absolutely. Just because of the, mm. the positional value yes. of quarterback. We just went over it, right? We, yep. we talked about it earlier in the show. About three-quarters of the league right now, yep. you know, has uh, first-round uh, talent yep. at the quarterback position. And that Correct. doesn't even count like a Drew Brees or a Tom Brady, for goodness sake, right? Or a Russell Wilson, for goodness yep. sake. Like, many people believe if you're going to make a run, you need a first-round quarterback. We know there are a few who people project to be a first-round quarterback, or at least three, right. who there's consensus are first-round talent, and that being Herbert, that being Tua, that being Joe Burrow. So there will be teams that go up to get that guy. I think the Giants are a very interesting spot, Joe. And remember how we've talked a lot about, in relation to, say, like the Chargers, if they're comfortable with either or, then they can stay on pat, right? A team like the Giants, who have options at offensive line, who potentially have a guy like Isaiah Simmons as an option, right? You just said it, Joe. If they wanted to trade down, say with the Chargers, mm-hmm. and go to number six, they know they will still have the offensive linemen available, right? So they can kind of go down a few picks, accumulate maybe a third-round pick out of it or next year's second out of it, right, to continue to restock uh, the personnel. And 
still ultimately get a guy that was high up on their board. Right. There are a number of teams who have that ability because of the rush for the quarterback market. Right. Okay. That have that ability. If you're a team and you want one of these offensive linemen, you may have a little bit of wiggle room. That's correct. If you're liking one of these, for example, Joe, another one is at the pass rusher position. Mm -hmm. Think about, say, like Carolina or Jacksonville, right? They may want one of these defensive studs, right. whether that be a guy like Derek Brown, whether it be a guy like Simmons to replace Keekly if he falls to number seven. But there's other pass rushers that are in here. I'm hearing the name of Javon Kinlaw from South Carolina as potentially a top a top um, 10 pick. I'm hearing the other edge rusher from LSU, Chason, as potentially a top 10 pick. Well, if you have those guys on your board really, really high and you're comfortable trading down, still snagging that guy, then maybe you get, you know, the haul of draft picks to yep. restock the system. Yep. I, and a couple of these teams fascinate me, Dane, from – where they're going to go. And, and even once you get past whatever, it's, to me, it's either going to be the Chargers or the Giants at six. One or the other, it's right. going to happen, right? It's going to have to be one of those two teams. And I think we're pretty clear, if it's not the Chargers, what it is that they moved and swapped with the Giants sure. for. Um, Detroit, maybe. But yeah. yeah it, well, and I again, it would be amazing if that happened. But I just think there's so many needs uh, that Detroit's like, go get your stud, man. And you have the option to do that. Um, and let's say it is a CUDA. Man, by the time the Giants come, let's say it's six, look at who's waiting there that's still on the board. Uh, maybe the best and most athletic defensive player outside of Chase Young with Simmons, where all of a sudden now, and I wouldn't put it out, could somebody want to move up to get him um, is a possibility too. And, and again, all these while, you're going to have teams like Carolina completely revamping everything right yep. and Carolina too is a situation where they've lost so much on defense I'd be shocked if Carolina went anything outside of defense depending on who it is I think the kid Derek Brown you mentioned from Auburn would be a yep. great fit there for him as well um, the Cardinals again offensive line guys they're going to protect you just get you don't bring in guys like deandre hopkins sure. right if you can't protect your quarterback in order to get there so i think that's throw they're going to get one of them whoever is left maybe the best one who knows um jacksonville i think again you're going to have an opportunity where they're going to start building from that defensive side yep. given the fact that they lost Bowie and ramsey so yep. i think that's defense and then you get to the cleveland browns who guys they need offensive line help so they're going to go offensive line. So to me, I think for the most part, once four, five, and six settle in, the rest is pretty, pretty straightforward on who, what. It's just a matter of which offensive lineman does Cleveland like, I, I, which one does Arizona like, and which I, defensive player is available that I, they like. But I, I think it's almost set in stone the direction offensive defense they're going. We already talked about the Jets. The Raiders... Wow, the Raiders. I don't know how they do it. They're going to me, I think, if the Jets do what we hope. And Adam Gase wants to survive another year in New York. He's got to protect Sam Darnold. Go offensive lineman. John Gruden already dressed the defense in, the, in free agency, right? So they've got some free agent. they got some new blood on the defense. You haven't replaced Amari Cooper yet. So he's going to get whoever the hell he wants, I think, with the first, uh, with the first wide receiver. I think San Francisco, if it ain't what I think the wide receiver is going to be for them. I think offensive linemen to protect Brady, 
You know, quietly, Adamic and Sue re-signed with Tampa. Nobody talked about it. Like, and that's huge for them. And while they could use a little depth on the defensive front there for Todd Bowles, you, you lost Dotson, right, the tackle. You, you better replace his ass with somebody that can protect a 43-year-old quarterback. Yeah. I think offensive lineman is there. And then if you are Denver, help me out here, Dane, because Denver, to me, could also just sit there at 15 and walk away with maybe one of the best wide receivers in the draft, which would be a huge compliment to, uh, of course, a rookie or second-year quarterback and Drew Locke for them. Uh, And even though Fangio is a defensive-minded head coach, I love the fact that you got Pat Shermer as your new OC there, right? And Shermer, let's say what you want as a head coach. I think the guy's a great offensive-minded coach. I know we know the style that he would like to run. You give me Jefferson, Judy, Ruggs, in mile high, like I, it's, and Drew Locke's got a gun. So I I think Denver is going to sit there and who knows, by 15, Dane, Denver could end up stealing a player here, certainly on the offensive side, nobody saw coming. Yeah, and and with a lot of these, and again, as we go further and Mm -hmm. further down the first round, right, there's more variables in play. Right. There just is, right? Like, will all of these offensive linemen still be there or not? Will these wideouts still be there or not? Will a specific defensive player still be there or not? As we go further and further, you know, the branching out of options just become more and more. But I see the top half of the first round similarly to you, Joe. I know we'll do kind of an official mock yeah. a little bit later on this week. Or well, even if you time. just go offense, defense, which yep. side do you think they're going? Then it's just best available player that they like. Fair. I think the listen, for offense, defense, we are on the same page. Mm-hmm. With the one exception being, I think the Giants are a crapshoot. Oh, I yeah. still think the Giants could go offensive linemen, right. have their pick of the litter, or have their pick of the litter with the defensive players. Right. Okay. Otherwise, I see it like you, Joe. We know the top yep. two. I agree. Detroit is defense. I personally think it's a CUDA. It sounds like you maybe lean Simmons, but we're saying defense. The Giants, I'm saying, is the one wild card for me. Mm-hmm. Dolphins and Chargers, we know they're looking to address the quarterback position. Okay, the Panthers, I see at defense. You talk about Akuda there. I think Isaiah Simmons there. Mm-hmm. I think whichever one is left over. Brown. Yeah. Be the and, yep. Right? Because, listen, for Simmons, that's a great replacement for Luke Keekley. Remember, the Panthers also lost Bradbury, their cornerback, to the Giants yep. in, the, uh, in free agency. I, so I think Carolina's defense. Arizona, I agree with you. Offensive line, we've talked about the priority to protect your young ascending quarterbacks. Kyler Murray fits that definition. Jacksonville, I agree with you, is defense. You talk about who they've lost in the back half of the defense. They've also lost Calais Campbell, remember, trading Baltimore Ravens. All right, so I think this could be the Derrick Brown spot or whatever defensive player falls to them. I agree. Browns are offense. We've talked about the tackle. And it looks like they will have their choice of one or two mm-hmm. that are still on the board. The Jets, I agree with you, are offense, whether it's up front or with the wide out. Mm-hmm. We've talked about wide receivers in Vegas and San Fran, potentially. Yep. Tampa, I agree. But Tampa, here's the problem, Joe. If Tampa does not have one of the stud O-linemen left, right. then I think they go defense. For Tampa, I think it's O-lineman or defense. Okay. Okay, because, you know, Todd Bowles needs some tools to play with. I get it. If Thomas or one of the hog mollies are there, sure. But outside of that, I think they would go defense. Mm -hmm. Denver, I think this is where you start to have the forks in the road. Right. Denver, 
if one of those big-time wideouts are there, I think it's a perfect fit for them to pair with Cortland yep. Sutton for developing quarterback Drew Locke. But if not, then they could go defense. Mm -hmm. I've seen Kinlaw. I've seen, I've seen Chasen kind of put there as well. And then by the time we hit Dallas, Atlanta, then it's kind of too hard to say yes. if that O-lineman or if that wideout yep. or if that edge rusher will still be there or not. Yep. So, you know, it's easy for them to pivot one way or the other. And that's where GMs make their money, Joe, right? That's right. Contingency plans will be in place. But for the most part, I agree with you, offense, defense, where they'll go. And it's interesting, Joe, because that's a market on FanDuel. Yep. Where will they go offense, defense? Joe, our team, for example, mm -hmm. the Jets, would you pay this juice? It's minus 380 that they go on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, I got it. Receiver yeah. and offensive lineman. Those yeah. are both offense. Would you lay minus 380 for it? No, absolutely yeah. not. Uh, I do not, absolutely not. Because, again, I don't know enough about Joe Douglas, and anytime Adam Gase touches something, not enough, right. uh, not enough consistency in the front office for me to be comfortable laying it. Because who knows? And, again, depending on where that draft hits at number 11, suppose they just decide best player on the board. All right. If the best well, player on the board one? is a defender, then we're screwed. I hear you. How about this one? We, you and I both seem to think that Jacksonville mm -hmm. will be starting to build that defense. Yes. I look at the offense defense number for them with their first pick, who we have at number, what is it, eight or nine? Right. You know, minus 140 to go defense. Yeah, I like that one much more. Yeah, That's I like that. That's not bad, right? Yep. yep. Talk about Carolina wanting to go defense, we think, right? Mm -hmm. Defense, minus 120. Yep, like that there, too, as you well. Know, so and I know they got a new quarterback and a new coach, but again, uh, they lost so much on the defensive side. You still got McCaffrey. You still got, you know, uh, you, you got enough weapons on offense there yeah. that you're going to be, so you're maybe be all right. We could do, Joe. Maybe what we could do, and I know we're running out of time, yep. maybe on tomorrow's episode, we could kind of do this, but just with offense, defense. Yes, and, and go down the board. And see yep. if there's any value that you would play. Yes, good. and there definitely uh, will be. I mean, it's uh, now's the time to start kicking into uh, NFL draft mode, guys. We'll be doing it all week here and, of course, into next week as we get ready for the 2020 NFL draft. All right, get ready morning after. Next, Dan and I will be back again tomorrow running down the board, looking to make some money for everyone as we get ready for the draft. So enjoy your day. Be safe. We'll talk to you again tomorrow here on The Grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on The Grid. SportsGrid.com.